is the Flex Network. <laughs> this is the Flex Network. Flex on them. Flex on everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Flex Network. I'm your host, Flex Shane. You can follow me on Twitter at the Flex Network One. Today, I am flying solo for this NFL Week 3 Flex Play show. Our My boy, Brandon Adam, he is actually out running a marathon or participating in a marathon out in New York City. So uh, best of luck tomorrow, my boy, Brandon. Better you than me. I'm much better hanging out here behind the microphone. So before we get started with some of the Flex Plays, of course, you know, orders of business. If you guys enjoy what you're listening to, Please like and subscribe. We also love your comments. Anything that you comment, we'll comment back. Honestly, guys, that's why we're here. We're here to engage. We're here to discuss, talk football, whether fantasy or real life football, and just have fun while we're out here. So, yeah, absolutely. Make sure you message us on Twitter at the Flex Network One. So, with that, I'm recording it on the morning of Saturday, September 25th. And, uh, Rest in peace, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, man, that does not look good. Uh, it sounds like it's a hamstring injury for those who didn't. Uh, well, if you're living under a rock, I guess, in the fantasy community, uh, Christian McCaffrey was hurt early in that game on Thursday night where Carolina was playing up against Houston. And Chuba Hubbard came in, and I would say he was a pretty reasonable backup. Um, ultimately, he... Look, he's not Christian McCaffrey. He doesn't have the juice that Christian McCaffrey has, and he doesn't obviously have the same receiving prowess. But we saw what it happened, what it did with Mike Davis last year. I mean, it, it basically got him a starting job in the NFL. And Chuba is, I would say, a better than average running back. Um, in college, he had that historic twenty, well, not historic, but epic twenty nineteen season. Had he come out that year, I think he probably would have been in the conversation. Uh, with the cam makers of the world in terms of just overall talent and ability as a running back. Of course, he didn't. Uh, he came back and played in 2020, and look, it just wasn't as productive. But I have to say, I mean, you look at – you have to reflect back on, on the context of the season, right? And at the time, um, of course, Chuba was dealing with the whole Black Lives Matter. He came out, his coach uh, was wearing a – let's call it a less than um, – agreeable t-shirt and so just even before the season even started there was just that general discomfort and who knows if it actually affected overall but at the same time this guy also had um, three different starting quarterbacks in 2020 his o-line from uh, 2019 only one player actually returned for that 2020 season and they finished 92nd overall as an o-line so overall i mean he kind of just it was not a great situation. So, of course, he fell in the draft to the 4.21. But like I said, to start it off the show, I mean, is Mike Davis really that much better than Chuba Hubbard is? I would argue to say no. Chuba's a pretty darn good running back. And when he gets the touches, which he's going to get next week, um, I would be comfortable with that. But I think, man, can, can we say that officially Adam Gase is the worst coach in the history of coaches? Uh, you look at Sam Darnold, and yes, he doesn't look absolutely like he's just totally balling out, but he's starting to focus on his top players. We saw DJ Moore this week got absolutely peppered with targets. And look, the Carolina Panthers are now the first team to get the 3-0 in the 
And obviously the quarterback is a big part of that. Now hats off to the Carolina defense and look, Houston wasn't exactly going to be the, <laughs> the team to go and challenge them to, to give them their first loss. Um, but look, Houston, Davis Mills, man, he, he kept Brandon Cook's fantasy relevant. That's all we really asked for. So I would say overall, I mean, it was, it was an entertaining game, obviously very disappointing and moving forward. Look, if you didn't blow all your fab budget on Elijah Mitchell, you're going to be, you're going to be going all in on Chuba Hubbard here. Just, it's all about opportunity and look, I guess, especially if you have one of these, um, if you're in a fab league, which we, we always recommend, there's always a question of, do I want to save my money or would I rather go all in early? And look, I'm going to pull something from my boy, Alan Soslowski. And Alan basically says, look, he is not shy to spend his fab early for the right players because it just means that you're going to get more opportunity to use those players every single week. Now, obviously with Elijah Mitchell, he's trending towards doubtful this week. So it's not the perfect example, but let's say Chuba Hubbard plays five, six games because Christian McCaffrey misses these games. That is legit RB2 uh, upside that you're getting, not for free, you're spending your fab budget, but it's somebody you didn't have to draft, right? So these are players that we we want to go for. So don't be shy spending your money this week. Um, I was one of those crazy guys who spent over 80% of my budget uh, last week on Eliza, uh, on Elijah Mitchell. I would absolutely be okay doing something very similar for Chuba Hubbard this week. But with that in mind, we're not here to talk about the games that were. We're here to talk about the games that will be. And look, there's a few pretty interesting games uh, on the slate this week. Uh, in particular, um, that Dallas Philly game on Monday night, man, that's going to be a fun game. Uh, two quarterbacks that, oh, I'm not allowed to say the gentleman's name, the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, because you all know my true love, my true love. But look, Dak Prescott's balling out. Dallas is balling out. It's, it's looking like Amari Cooper is going to play on Monday night football. So it's going to be a hell of a game. Uh, of course, that divisional game, the Kansas City Chiefs versus those LA Chargers, and that's got a 54.5 game total. And Kansas City is favored by seven points in that game. It's going to be a, I, I think it's going to be a high scoring affair. The only thing is this could be one of those absolute trap games where, look, it's divisions, right? People, these divisional teams know each other very, very well. And it could be one of those, I don't know, maybe, I, it's, it would be crazy to take the under, but would we be surprised if we see it as an under at the end of the weekend? I wouldn't necessarily be there, but it's going to be pretty crazy. But look, I'm going to have a bit of a different format today. Um, I am going to be just going through a handful of players that I think are generally flex viable. Um, typically, Brendan and I will choose two or three players that we really like, and those will be guys that we're going to focus on. But I've got about uh, about five or six guys here that I want to talk about as I believe that they're flex worthy, not just this week, but some of these guys are almost flex worthy every single week because of where you had to draft them. You're not forcing them into your lineup, but look, injuries are hitting us already. Uh, The bye weeks are coming sooner rather than later. So hopefully you got some of these guys. Rondell freaking more, man. Oh my God. He is just absolutely balling out this week. He's going up against the Jags and look, I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to play this week. He's a baller. Uh, He's going to play, in my opinion. He might not play, though. If he doesn't play, Rondell Moore is going to be the chalk of chalk, I would say, in DFS. Uh, But he's also a guy that I'm comfortable playing, whether Hopson or not, this week against the Jags. Hell, almost every single week. 
So last week against Minnesota, he had eight targets, seven receptions for 114 yards, including only 41 air yards. You know what that means? He is a yak machine. And he finished as a wide receiver six last week. This week against the Puget Jags, which, look, if you guys have been listening to us since the offseason, you know that we are not believers in Urban Meyer and we are not believers of the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. And look, Kyler Murray is electric. He is the quarterback one so far in fantasy through two weeks. And he's probably going to continue to be the quarterback one. So as long as he stays healthy, because we saw it last year where he started the same, you know, epic start and then he hurt the shoulder and it affected his play throughout the rest of the season. But right now he's healthy. His arm looks good. He loves Rondell Moore and it's a guy you need to get into your lineups. The next player that you really should be smashing into your lineups is Sterling freaking Shepard. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we did it. We are touting Kenny Galladay as a great value in the sixth or seventh round of draft this year. It turns out the play with Sterling Shepard in the ninth or 10th round Look, this guy's currently sitting as a wide receiver nine in points per game through the first two weeks. And look, he's clearly Daniel Jones's go-to guy. Last week, he had 10 targets for nine receptions. It might be more of a PPR play, but the Giants this week, man, they're going up against Atlanta, and Atlanta defense is absolutely horrible. It's a 47.5 game total, and the Giants are actually favored by three points. So, I think this is going to be a great spot for Sterling Shepard. I still wonder because, of course, uh, the Giants played last Thursday. If we are okay trusting Saquon Barkley, for those DFS players, uh, I, I prefer to dabble myself in a little fan duel action. Saquon Barkley sitting in there at 6K, and he's now had an extended week off. Maybe they'll actually give him the rock this week, which – Obviously, that could potentially limit that rushing upside for, for Daniel Jones. But look, Sterling Shepard's his guy. Uh, we know they're going to be passing the ball, and he's a guy that I'm cool getting into my flex spot this week. Or hell, I would start him as my wide receiver too in a pinch in a PPR league. Wow, Marquise Brown, Marquise Hollywood Brown. It's almost been a Hollywood-type story, this guy. I mean, this week he's going up against Detroit, and through his first two weeks – Lamar Jackson has been going to him. Uh, he currently sits at number eight through fantasy points per game. And it's not really much after the catch. Like you, you kind of figure, okay, like Rondell Moore, yards after the catch kind of guy, Marquise Brown, same sort of ideal, right? But he's got 182 reception yards with 169 air yards. That's 15 yards per reception that he's currently getting. Um, and he's seen 16 targets this, this season so far. So look, Baltimore Ravens, Going up against Detroit, it's not exactly a, a pass-friendly type game. Baltimore could get up quick, um, could get up early and quick. But Detroit's showing a lot of fight and they're showing a lot of heart. And so, I, I don't know, man. That, that week one Baltimore loss um, was obviously pretty deflating. They came back last week and they 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 won that game against KC. And that was, that was a sexy win. That was a defining win for Lamar Jackson and those Baltimore Ravens. But this week... Hopefully it's not going to be one of those letdown games against Detroit. Hopefully they come out and look, if they're going to come out, Lamar is going to use his number one wide receiver. Can't believe we said it. Rashad Bateman is out. You guys, y'all know I love him, but he is not playing. He's still injured. Um, it, this It's pretty much the, uh, the, the Marquis Hollywood Brown show so far. And uh, I think it's going to continue this week. So f- be comfortable putting him in your lineup and listen. 
We know there's up and down weeks. We know that Marquise could absolutely disappear. So apologies in advance if this is one of those weeks, but I don't think it's the case. It's a good matchup against Detroit and just get him in that lineup. For those of you who are playing in Superflex, Justin Fields season is real. And unfortunately this week he's going up against Cleveland, which I think a lot of uh, very smart people, people smarter than myself, believe that Cleveland as a whole is probably one of the best overall rosters that we have. But what we really know is they've got a great defense and they like to pound the rock with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Jarvis Landry's out. Odell Beckham, who y'all know I'm not I'm not an Odell Beckham guy anymore. He just he needs to show it to me first. I, I'm okay to be wrong on Odell if he comes out and just lights the world on fire, gets that comeback player of the year this year. Good for him. I, I hope he does it. Um, I hope that maybe he's got a little bit more modesty in his game and, and, and that helps with the grind and just, hey, playing football, winning, winning football games. But this week, Chicago Bears, Justin Fields, I don't love the idea of playing any of his wide receivers. Like if you've got Allen Robinson, you're probably going to be playing him. This is a this is a bench week for Darnell Mooney. Um, y'all know that I like to listen to JJ Zacharyson. And um, he talks about how historically these rookie quarterbacks can only ever really sustain one fantasy viable wide receiver. If there's going to be a guy on that team who's going to be fantasy viable, it's going to be Allen Robinson. Uh, I absolutely think 100% that this is going to be an upgrade over Andy Dalton. Look, Andy Dalton was putrid, especially for fantasy football. And uh, we saw, right? So it's Justin Fields' season. He's not quite the Jalen Hurts upside rusher. Um, so if you want to compare, say, to Jalen Hurts last year, the Chicago Bears have a better team than the Philadelphia Eagles did last year. And they also have better wide receivers. So while I can absolutely see Justin Fields getting, you know, five, six, um, design runs probably is going to get between 50 60 rushing touchdown or rushing yards, excuse me, with that rushing touchdown upside. They do have a very capable back in David Montgomery. So that's you, you kind of worry a little bit there that they're just they don't want Justin to do too much. And if they're smart, they're not going to want him to do too much. But this could be a, a good upside play. And I think he's like 6,500 on FanDuel. So if you've got a few of those GPP lineups, I, I wouldn't recommend playing him in, in, in your cash games, but uh, in your GPPs, fire him up. And I guarantee you he's going to be pretty chalky, but it might be worth it, man. Sometimes you got to get a piece of that chalk because we know what the upside can be. All right. Y'all ready? Plug your nose. This is one that if you're absolutely desperate, I'm thinking more of like these deeper leagues, or even like your dynasty leagues where you might have a guy like Devontae Parker. He's going up against Las Vegas. He had nine targets last week. We know that two is hurt. I don't necessarily know that that's a bad thing per se. Um, if you're desperate, get Devontae Parker in. Um, we still don't know what's happening with Will Fuller. And uh, it's kind of a dumpster shoot. So if you can avoid Miami in general, just avoid it. But I, I look, the numbers are pointing to Devontae Parker as a viable potential flex play this week. Plug your nose and only do it if you absolutely need to do it. Uh, another guy that I love, um, those Cincinnati Bengals, man. T. Higgins is out, or that's to say he's doubtful this week and likely going to be out. Tyler Boyd going at those Pittsburgh Steelers. Could be another grind fest, right? We've seen it with the AFC North, North games where they just will grind each other to a nub. Defense wins championships, as they say. But look. We know that Cincinnati likes to throw the ball. With T. Higgins out, Tyler Boyd is a reliable pass option. And 
Ah, man. This one, again, could be a bit of a grind fest. Deontay Johnson uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers is also out. And, of course, Ben Roethlisberger was, I know we're going to be shocked, he was very sore after after you know coming home sleeping off uh the adrenaline of the game the previous night monday morning he wakes up and he can barely you know barely function because he's an old old man but assuming that we take the over on that 43.5 game total it could be a tyler boyd week um only play him if you need to play him, though. It could be also low scoring, and this could totally be a trap. But if you've got a PPR league, I could totally see T- Tyler Boyd getting like your six for sixty, uh, with well, obviously every single week with a touchdown upside. So he could be an okay uh, flex play, but it's not somebody that I'm necessarily like trying to jam into my lineup this week. Somebody that I am trying to jam into my lineup this week is oh boy, he is. And he's leading those Chargers in passing targets. That's Mike Williams going up against Kansas City. We talked about it at the start of the show. And look, they are going to have a shootout of a game this week. And look, it's it's, it's Mike Williams' season. Um, friend of the show, uh, Brian Lambert at, uh, at Roster Watch. He was at the Chargers camp. And we see it every year. Mike Williams produces in training camp. And then he gets freaking hurt, man. And then he just doesn't quite do it through the season. He's always a bit of a disappointment for where you had to draft him. But this year, he's healthy. He's producing. And I get that um, we uh, there's Keenan Allen on the team. And obviously, Austin Eckler's on the team. But Mike Williams, man, he has garnered 22 targets for 15 receptions this week. Um, he's looking to go up against various Ward, um, who is six foot one, And he's a very, very good corner. However, Mike Williams is a monster at six foot four. In any given play, he can go deep and catch those red zone targets. So those high caloric targets, as we like to say. So Mike Williams, he's not a flex play anymore. He is an every week starter until otherwise noted. My boy, Cortland Sutton, going up going up against those New York Jets this week. Man. The only thing that worries me about Cortland Sutton not having an absolute monster game is the Denver defense has an absolute monster game. And I keep talking about uh, FanDuel. Look, again, I, I want to say I like to dabble in the arts of daily fantasy football. It's just for fun. Um, there's a lot of great sites. Uh, of course, DFS Army is a friend of the program. Go over to DFS Army if you guys want to go and get some legitimate pro-style DFS advice. But even a, a casual player like myself can see that the Denver defense going up against the Jets, even though it's the, the highest priced defense at 5K, they're a team that I think can legit put up 20 points <laughs> in your defensive position. So to me, that is a, a, a team that I want to go for. But Cortland Sutton is still going to be the alpha on that team. And look, Teddy B is he's he's doing what we thought he was going to do. He's he's making these these um, skill position players fantasy viable and that's all we really care about right now so i would say be comfortable smashing Cortland sutton in your lineup again this week and then another player going up against baltimore quintez cephas look i get it hold your nose this one's kind of stinky but we talked about how detroit's going to be they're expected to be a seven point underdog this week with a 50 point game total that suggests that Detroit is still going to likely score points on the on the ground. Look, Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, 
They're going to get theirs. Jandra Swift in particular could have an absolute monster game this week, but he's questionable. So maybe they lean a little bit more on Jamal Williams. But Quintess Cephas is quickly become the most reliable target. Ugh, I, don't, I don't know if I'm even comfortable saying that, but he's become a reliable target going up against a, a, a team like Baltimore this week who look they're decimated with injuries on both sides of the ball, both off- offense and defense. So, Although he only has a target, he's like uh, a target, target separation of 1.86 yards, 32nd overall. He has that strong burst score in 82nd percentile, according to playerprofiler.com. And he's a guy that can get open and get touchdowns quick. So Quintez Cephas, if you need it, I'm okay starting in your flex position this week. I feel like whenever we talk about the Indianapolis Colts, it's kind of this, this, um, it's back and forth. We love it. We hate it. Y'all you you know that I am a, a big fan of a lot of the skill position players on those Indianapolis Colts. Uh, one of the players we talked really highly about is having a potential breakout year was Michael Pittman. We saw it last week. The dude balled out last week. But this week, I worry Carson Wentz, uh, Jacob Eason. Do we know who's going to be throwing him the ball? Uh, Carson Wentz hurt not one but both ankles last week one is a high ankle sprain one is a low ankle sprain and the belief is that jacob eason was going to be the starter but as the news kind of trickled down throughout camp uh or not camp excuse me through uh, practice all week if it it didn't sound like he had much of the coaching staff's uh confidence shall we say and now the latest news is that carson wentz is participating fully in practice so hell you know what i uh (laughs) i've been pretty hard on carson Wentz this year you you guys know that but uh and give the guy credit. Like, if he's going to be playing on two bum ankles this week, uh, good for him. It worries me, obviously, uh, for the skill position players. But Michael Pittman is a baller. We saw it last week. And they're going up against Tennessee that is an absolutely putrid secondary at this point. So I would say you're in a pinch. Pray for the best. Plug Michael Pittman into your lineup. Just a couple more for you here, guys. KJ Osborne. Minnesota Vikings going up against Seattle this week. Currently, it's cook season for Mr. Russell Wilson, which means that if the Minnesota Vikings are going to keep up, they're going to have to score points. And although K.J. Osborne is the third wide receiver in last year, you never wanted to touch the third wide receiver on the Minnesota Vikings because it was such a condensed offense. It was Justin Jefferson, it was Adam Thielen, and it was Dowling Cook getting it done on the ground. K.J. Osborne has been on the field. Uh, they have currently playing in three wide receiver sets 64% of the time because Irv Smith is still hurt. And he's an 85.4% route participation. So K.J. Osborne, every single week, seems to be getting it done. And I think he can get it done again this week against Seattle. So a sneaky little play if you've got him. Um, he was a pretty hot waiver wire ad last week. So if you got him, I think that you should be okay starting him this week in your flex spot versus Seattle. Finally, my last flex play suggestion of the week, a guy that you got basically for free, just like the New England Patriots. And whenever we talk about starting any Patriots player, whether it's a wide receiver or running back, it's 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 fantasy player beware because who knows what's, in, what's going on in the mind of Mr. Bill Belichick. But this week, James White going up against the New Orleans Saints. It's a really low overall under a 42.5. So... It could be an absolute grind fest. So I'd say I say use it your own risk. But Mr. White is all reliable 
once again this season. And we're seeing it. I mean, look, he, he's getting the dump offs and that's all you can really ask for when you're, when you're starting your wide receiver or your wide receivers, he had, he had 11 targets. He might as well be a wide receiver, but uh, you know, he had 65 yards and a touchdown last week. So James White's, this is a guy you should go after. Excuse me, it's six targets, 11 total touches. He's a guy. Harris, who knows what's happening with Harris. Harris still had his 17 uh, touches last week. But James White is going to be mixed in there. And Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. He is going to use his reliable players. So I would say be comfortable starting James White this week in your half point and full PPR league. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, a little bit of a different format this week. It was pretty much just Shane talking. So I appreciate you guys. If you made it to the end here, you're still hearing my voice. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. It's just, I'm just a guy who's passionate about fantasy football and wants to share some of my advice to your listening ears. So with that in mind, if you guys enjoy what you listen to today, please like, and subscribe, please provide comments. If you loved it, let me know you loved it. If you hated it, you say, Shane, we don't want to hear you talk. Just make sure you get Brandon Adam. Brandon D Adam 19 on Twitter back on the show next week. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is the plan. <laughs> We're going to get Brandon back on the show next week, but uh, for now you stuck with me. I appreciate it. You of course can follow us on Twitter at, flex network one and we're going to be here all season guys we're going to make it done whether we're in we're in a the high resolute internet areas or grinding out in the bush and uh we're recording it without video we're going to get you guys the content so with that in mind thank you for listening so for brandon for season long says for flex matt i am shane we are flex network Flex Network. <laughs> this is the Flex Network. Flex on them. Flex on everybody. This right here is the Flex Network. Yeah. Flex on them.